November 7th and chaos is amongst us. 10 games here on the NHL schedule tonight and the Canadian teams. It is an absolute gong show with what we're witnessing right now. The Oilers are in shambles. The Canucks are going to sweep the board and win every single award. The Leafs comeback heroes. I don't know what the hell is going on amongst Canadian hockey teams, but we'll break it all down here on the show today. Get into last night's 2-0 sweep as well as preview tonight's games and give out best bets. But before we get into all of that, I want to remind people that today's show is brought to you by BetStamp. The easiest way to improve as a sports better is by using multiple sports books and always getting the best odds. We recommend using an odds comparison tool like BetStamp to help you do so. BetStamp compares odds across every sports book, whether it's for games, futures, or player props. You can save time and money by checking BetStamp before you bet, so make sure to download the app today. It is available on iOS, Android, as well as on the web, so make sure to check that out. If you are looking to sign up for a new sports book account, please check out the offers available at betstamp.app slash edgework or hit the link in the description. That is betstamp.app slash edgework. If you sign up through this page, it does help support the show. Uh, I'm looking at... Uh, a lot of stuff going on here in the chat if you are here in the chat right now you haven't hit the like button i'm gonna throw out a challenge you know what i always just say hit the like button throw it give us some likes fuck that today 50 likes i want 50 likes on this stream by the end of the show like let's get let's get us to 50 uh, we're talking about jeff mcbride coming in here bringing up the fact that check the edge work history since six and seven since saturday we lost one bet and by the way that was rob zola who lost that bet just comes out of nowhere says you know what i'm gonna stop being an nfl guy for a day i'll give you guys a pick loses the only losing pick that we have on saturday the rest of the edge work team just remaining on fire so we're just handing out winners here on this show we've had such a great start to the season if you enjoy the content hit the like button Let's get ourselves to 50 likes here on the stream today. That would be appreciated. Um, Kanish, I'm going to go to you here. <laughs> What's going on with the camera? Right. I don't know, man. I, this is just an awful start to the day. I'm like geared up for the show and then fucking kid wakes up from his nap. My wife's on the phone. I, I got to run out screaming bloody murder and now my camera's not working. Like just let's hope the bets are better than the uh, than the tech problems and the, and the life problems going on right now. <laughs> what a start to the show. My bad we started late, everyone. That one is on me. It's all good. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of talk about this, so I think we might as well get into it. But I see Aaron Lappin here bringing up. I don't know if anybody, any one of us had a night like this last night. Canucks six to two correct score plus thirty five hundred, and Canucks to win by four plus fourteen hundred helped them have a net, uh, nice uh, night last night. I mean that is a pretty I'd good night so. there. So uh, congratulations on that one. I see Rich H. Good vibes in Canuckland. So money. How has it been five seconds? We haven't talked about the Canucks. Well, so money. I mean, we're looking at a team right now. Quinn Hughes for the Norris. Hughes for the Hart. Besser for the Rocket. Pedersen for the Art Ross. Canucks to win the division. Canucks to win the West. Rick Tockett for Coach of the Year. Matt, can the Canucks do absolutely no wrong right now? Well, so the answer to so money's question, right, is because I haven't said words yet. That's why it took longer than five seconds. <laughs> right. Um, that's pretty much it, pretty much it. Because had he not suggested that we talk about the Canucks, both in the chat and yesterday in the chat, uh, I was going to burst in and talk about the Canucks again. <laughs> Honestly, whether they had won or not last night. Uh, but of course, with the goaltending matchup, uh, Demko v anybody involving the Oilers between the pipes, it was probably an inevitability that they were going to win by four goals. So that's an incredible call there by our guy, Aaron. Uh, I don't know. Can you? Uh, what books will allow you to parlay all of these things together? Should we just <laughs> get that cooking right now? Just a, just yeah. a Norris heart. I'd even throw uh, the, the, old, the old same team parlay instead of the same game <laughs> parlay. How is Elias Pettersson not coming home with the Selkie this year? Um, right. Let's let's throw all those together. No, I mean, honestly, like what could possibly go wrong, right? This early in the season for excitement about the Canucks. Um, you know, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago as far as their metrics being like maybe not ideal, um, particularly on five on five. And you saw last night, right? The high danger chances were I think nine, eight Oilers. And Demko stopped all nine uh, right. for, <laughs> on the Oilers, and the Canucks scored four out of eight, right? The, the, the robust 50% uh, high danger chance conversion rate five on five. So, um, yeah, maybe it's a little bit pumpy, the breaky type situation here. 
But honestly, for me, what happens if all of these guys finish second, right? What if I, and, and listen, there would be a there would be like naked men in the street celebrating Kale McCarr leading the leading the league in points and plus minus and all of the stuff that Quinn Hughes is doing right now. But because it's Quinn Hughes, right, nobody believes it could possibly keep going. But if it was Kale McCarr, we would just you know he'd be he'd be uh, there'd be statues just lining the street. Uh, all these guys are probably going to finish like second or third in the awards. But you know who isn't? And when all those guys finish second and third, I should say, you know who is going to win an award? That's our guy, Talk Adam, right? Uh, Rick Talk is going to get the credit. If everybody on the team is just remarkably better than they were in the previous year, in the previous years, who's going to get the credit for that, right? Rick Talkett. And of course, we're a little, we're not late because we were early on grabbing Rick Talkett at 25 to 1 to win the Jack Adams. But right now, he is the favorite at about 6 to 1. So if there's anything that can maintain here, it's just kind of like the, you know, sort of baseline quality that they're at, right? Let me not right where they're at right now. It's a bit much, but you know, at least something close to where they are right now. Demko keeps playing great. I think he's like six goals clear of Jeremy Swayman for um, uh, GSAX for the season. You know, I, I don't think he's going to win that by 40 goals. Um, but, you know, again, if all these guys just kind of keep playing the way that they're playing, which, you know, I don't, that's maybe a bit of an ex expectation because theoretically how well the stars are playing. I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah. All of a sudden, some money is just out on metrics altogether. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Convenient. Uh, yeah. Like, honestly, I just think this is a team that is maybe actually playing, I'd say above their potential, but at least close to their potential uh, going forward this season, which is all anybody's asking for out of a coach. And so I think the one sort of reliable award, if you will, is still, the talk Adams award, because of course they're going to rename it after. I think they're, um, they're they're The fact that they're playing over their heads though, is not down to talk it because their metrics are so bad. It's down to Demko and like yeah. maybe their high, you know, shooting percentage, high PDO. Obviously we're not, I'm not here to shit on the Canucks. That's the last thing I ever want to do. You know, no, I've that's, done that. that's tomorrow's I've done that show the, with Matt Albert. <laughs> yeah. I did that in the bubble season when they, uh, they went on that little run and, um, the I last think, time uh, Demko was awesome, by the way. I think I'm still like banned from bars at Stanley Street there in Vancouver. <laughs> so um, I, I'm gonna, well, you know, I guess you that. can't go to the parade then. <laughs> no, no, definitely. So not. money tweeting out, thinking the parades make sense to start at Stanley Park, and uh, he's already got the root uh, root pin down there. <laughs> <laughs> their uh, their PDO is like insane, though. I haven't seen one this high in 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 quite a while. They're shooting 13 percent at five on five, and they have a 95 uh nine 954 save percentage um that is tops in the league tied with the habs and uh, tops in the league shooting percentage so there yeah, is that's, that's wild you know as i sort of look at you know kind of vegas and you know the rangers and some of these teams right who we we're consistently quote-unquote down on because of their expected goal share not being what we expect it to be you know there is something to be said for coaches coming in and putting guys in the correct place um, whether it's on the power play or the lines together, where you can uh, convert these a at a little bit higher rate than expectation, right? Like, you know, I think we kind of just go, oh, it's luck that, you know, the Golden Knights go two months in the <laughs> in the Stanley Cup playoffs with just scoring like every possible chance that they get essentially, right? And then, of course, they start that again this year and they go on that run. Same thing with the Bruins, right? It's like, I mean, the, you know, the Bruins metrics are a little... Are, you know, better than those two teams, but they certainly weren't to the degree that their regular season record has been for the last, you know, season plus year. So I just wonder sometimes that we kind of get too caught up, and I'm, you know, certainly guilty of this, that we get too caught up in the idea of expected goal share and high danger chance share. And I would like to wait in my stuff a little bit more for a high, a team that can be higher percentage as far as, you know, taking care of those chances. And, and there has to be something beyond kind of luck that the same teams are the ones that are taking advantage of these chances and maybe under talk it, you know, if the goal is to be like the golden Knights and to, and to be like the Rangers, you know, obviously the Rangers, not, not that great last year in the playoff, but you know, if, if the goal is to be one of these teams that we just kind of look and be like, Oh man, I can't believe they're winning these games. I can't believe they're winning these games. Like you'd take that. 
right? Like, you know, I mean, certainly but you the need Toronto to see it over a much longer sample. A- absolutely. Like seen it, you know, and right from was, Vancouver, it's like 11 games. And if his, if this was his fourth <laughs> season as the coach, yeah. you'd be like, this is just a hot streak. Yeah. Right. Yeah. My point is, is like, if you're, if the whole thing of changing the coach, right. And like, we always talk about changing the coach and like, oh, the locker room is going to be like more, you know, listening to him and, and, and you're going to be more locked in and like all of these sort of like tangential kind of like narrative based type things. It's like, well, maybe systemically, you know, he's putting them in the correct place where the guys are able to score at a higher frequency. Brock Besser is in a better place on the ice to allow him to score. So while he might be getting the same amount of chances, he is more comfortable with those chances, right? The same thing with Pedersen, same thing with any player on any team, right? The idea is to get the coach to take the players and as chess pieces and use them and put them in the proper place where their efficiency can be at their highest. And so again, I just look at some of these other teams, like, you know, you, you feel jealous of the Golden Knights of the world and the Bruins of the world and be like, I don't know how they're doing it, man, but they're getting all the, like the goals are going in you know, at a higher rate than average. And if the goals are going yeah. in at the higher rate than average, somebody's got to be doing something, especially with a team whose personnel hasn't really changed all that drastically. Right. It's by and large the same, you know, top four or five guys that have been on the team since since uh, Alex was slandering them in the bubble years ago. <laughs> well, yeah. So you're I telling mean... me that a coach who makes intelligent decisions and formats the lineup correctly and actually holds people accountable can weigh positively on a team yeah it's crazy right like it doesn't always mean more chances sometimes it means better chances for for their for the players or at least ones that they're more comfortable with yeah i mean i i see where you're going with this and like i to an extent there's definitely some some merit there but like talk it isn't the reason that Demko has saved 15 goals above expected through, you know, like, so, and, right. So I mean, you still that? need the players to get that great. Well, that's just him on a heater. He's just a goalie that's playing out of his mind right now. He's just seen but the puck why, well. And, but why now versus like when he could barely stop a beach ball, like under well, the, in the Bruce. Because goalies make no sense and, you know, they're very <laughs> weird and, you know, they're right. very streaky and yeah. Yeah. Right, right. And it doesn't necessarily have to be talk it, right? Maybe it's an assistant coach under, you know, the, and again, I don't know enough about the sort of the goaltending coach situation in Vancouver, right? But like all of these things, it isn't just one guy. Part of winning, quote unquote, coach of the year is the staff that you 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 bring. As, as Alex knows, now that, you know, uh, Kevin O'Connell is making a run here at the NFL coach of the year, part of that is bringing Brian Flores in to completely mm-hmm. revamp a defense, right? And so it isn't just him winning that award. And it isn't just, you know, talk at winning the award. It's it's everything kind of within a coaching staff, getting the best out of the players. And again, we might look back at this and, you know, Demko ends up finishing with like, you know, a plus five GSAX by the end of the season. It all kind of, you know, finds its level, if you will. Right. But like, there has to be something to this beyond just like, yeah, he's on a heater. And, and oh, yeah, Quinn Hughes also on a heater. And, and so is Pedersen. And so is Besser. Like, just everybody's on a heater. Like, that's my point, right? If everybody's on a heater and this goes, you know, maybe again, not to this degree, but like throughout the season, then the guy who should be getting the credit for it, when all these guys finish like fourth in the in their individual awards, is going mm-hmm. to be talking. But again, that's reflected in the market. So it's not like I'm saying you need to run out and grab him at six to one to win the Jack Adams right now. So, you know, somewhat. Yeah. Moved. Well, and I'd also just even throw back to like this analytics aside. Remember, I think it was game three or four of the season when they lost to the Flyers 4-1 in Philadelphia on their return. It's like, you know that that means a little bit to talk it. He was one of the, like, he's a Flyers legend, was part of the character and attitude that was part of that team. And then he goes in there with the Canucks, comes out after, and basically is like, oh, I don't like to use the word, which, by the way, he loves to use the word. If you've seen him in any interviews he's done, he loves to use the word. But he's like, I don't like to use the word soft, but we played kind of soft here. It's like, oh, my God, four games into the season, you're calling out. He was calling out top-end guys here for playing soft, and it's kind of an opportunity for them to turn around and give him the bird. And they didn't. They responded, and came back out they play hard they play aggressive they give it everything that they have every time they're on the ice it kind of just filters through some of that stuff it obviously yeah. is just a different piece of the conversation but it just filters into which the, is it's the identity such, of the team it's such an unfathomable concept for a canucks team yeah. to do that right like character just, players respond to that stuff right um like oh, when that shock uh, calls out other guys maybe you know <laughs> doesn't doesn't exactly have the same effect instead the coach gets fired for calling guys out sometimes so you know it could, it could go either way 
Well, that might have had stuff more to do with uh, checking through phones and looking at uh, pictures and stuff than maybe some of the other things that we realized at the time. But fair enough, I get where you're going with that. Uh, we got a ton of games here on the schedule, so we got we got to get through to those. So we'll move off the Canucks. So, so money. Hopefully, you got your Canucks fill for this morning. But uh, I do got to touch on one other Canadian team. We talked about them yesterday with Alex B. Smith, uh, but it is. It's unavoidable at this point in time. We just talk about the Canucks there for a good amount of time to open this show. Huge win for them last night, but it's the team that's on the other end. This Edmonton Oilers team right now feels like they can't get saves. They can't defend. Now all of a sudden they can't score. McDavid and Dreisaitl have not been... I'm not going to sit here and say that they're not the players that they were last year, but they just haven't had the same impact on a game-to-game basis that we've seen them where you could just turn it on and take over. You see uh, Woodcroft last night get kicked off the bench. They're flashing at Ken Holland in the stands. This Oilers team's got a game against the San Jose Sharks coming up later this week, and it feels like it's not even a foregone conclusion at this point that the Oilers are going to win. It's almost like people are saying, hey, if the Sharks don't win this game against the Flyers here, they might get their first one on Thursday against Edmonton. What kind of state are the Oilers in at this point in time? And, and Moreto, if you're looking at this team like, uh, we talked about the panic meter yesterday on yesterday's show, but what the hell do you do in Edmonton to respond or get yourself out of this mess? Obviously, you need to address the goaltending in a big way. That's that's a problem. But like, I'm not full on panicking over this team. Um, you said McDavid and Drysdale are not playing great, and they're not. And this team still has like pretty good underlying metrics. So you figure those guys are going to come around eventually. I mean, right. those metrics yeah. are only going to get better. Like, the luck has to turn eventually. Skinner is having a really rough go of things to start the year, and Campbell's basically unplayable right now. But, like, yeah. I mean, there are a lot of teams because of, you know, the way the uh, the way the roster crunch and everything worked this year and the cap stuff and the waivers and everything. There are a few teams that are kind of carrying three goalies. Um, they were scared that, you know, maybe Tampa's going to claim one of their guys off waivers if, uh, if they get moved. So there are guys – available for trade like i i'm looking at even just like a montreal like go out and get someone like a jake allen obviously it's easier said than done but i think you either have to stay the course right now for edmonton which i don't think is the worst thing in the world because again it is only 11 games they've and you know they've played three of them against the juggernaut canucks so you know really they didn't have a chance at any of those um you either have scoreboard would certainly indicate that. yeah i mean (laughs) you know they've had They've had a tough go of things, obviously, and their schedule has been pretty daunting. Like, obviously, the games against the Canucks, but they played, you know, they played the Rangers, they played the Stars, um, they played the Preds twice, our Preds twice. So, I mean, <laughs> things will turn. This team will be okay. They just need to start getting some saves. And, I mean, it's a matter of confidence, right? Like, one, one or two good games for Skinner and things can slowly start to turn around. Or if they don't, at one point, you know, in the next couple of weeks, you have to maybe consider, like, Ken Holland has to go out and, and make a change here. I don't know if you have like a three-team swap or maybe you can offload Campbell's salary somehow and like pay someone a first-round pick to take Campbell on, um, you know, a, a tanking team like a like a San Jose, and then you can go out and acquire like someone like a Jake Allen or something like that. But right now, if I'm Edmonton, I'm just staying the course. I'm not fully, fully panicking because like I don't think McDavid's fully healthy. I think that's probably the reason that he's not playing yeah. great. Yeah, there. I don't think that. I think that's kind of why. Um, and I mean, yeah, the bottom six is terrible, but like, like the team, their underlying metrics are still not bad. And we've seen, you know, we've seen teams with terrible bottom sixes. Um, you know, not to name any uh, t- teams in particular that um, that can still like you. That's not a doom. Like that's not like a death sentence for a regular season. You can serve. You can, yeah. you know, have a lot of success in the regular season without death. It's they're when the playoffs come around that it, you kind of need that. Yeah. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're effectively at this point just the reverse Canucks, right? Where it's like they're, for whatever reason, not converting the chances that they're getting. And that's something that probably will come around because when you have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, like that's the type of thing that I wouldn't worry about. So, so Alec is totally right. But like, you know, we talk about that, you know, the team that I guess we're not, hopefully not talking about um, t- today is that like every, every no, year it's no like, oh, we got, today. we got to blow, we got to blow this team up. We got to blow this team up. It's like every year for the Oilers is the exact same. The goaltending has got awful, right? Whether it's like old yeah. man, Mike Smith, or like somehow we decided that Stuart Skinner was going to be good. Like, I don't know if there was like, maybe there was like two months where he actually played well last season. And then obviously like things went to, you know, hell in a handbasket in the playoffs. Right. And of course, 
you know, I don't know when we decided Jack Campbell was any good to, but like, like, it's just, it, this isn't it for the goaltending, right? And like, they would be better off literally just like dumping both guys and just grabbing guys from the minors. Like, you know what I mean? Like finding guys that we have never heard of and giving the, and just having like, honestly, like an open tryout at this point, because as, as Demko and DeSmith are combining to be like way up here in GSAX, these two guys are combining to be way, way down here. And like, that is what's killing them. It killed them last night with, as we, the aforementioned, four out of eight can, uh, high danger chance conversion rate. But like Alex said, right, the, the Oilers are like third in expected goal share at, on, at even strength and second in high danger chance share. Like, it can only be so bad when that is the case, right? Like, second and third. And this is a team that's like basically, what, like third or fourth last in the entire league from in the standings, right? So like, yeah, sample size, like all this stuff is supposed to come out in the wash. But the problem is, these aren't goaltenders that you look and you go, Oh yeah, like that guy's gonna get it turned around. Because I don't believe either of those guys are going to get it turned around. Because there is no track record necessarily for those guys getting it turned around. So like those yeah. are the that's the thing that's gotta go. And so like whether it's you know getting rid of one guy, you know, using a first round pick to get rid of one guy, it's like, no, you gotta go out and get somebody. And honestly, like you might be better off just finding some guy off the you know figurative street here. For the Oilers like that's the main issue right and you know whatever maybe the coach gets changed but again what are you going to improve when the coach changes you're going to have a better you know expected goal share it's already pretty good right and again maybe it's you change the coach he puts these guys in different positions and they can convert better like we just talked about but like Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl are going to get into the positions that they want to get into to score these goals they just kind of haven't yet and so they're going to end up scoring more but I don't know that it's going to matter I think if you're firing anyone too it's going to be Hall and not Woodcroft yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, as anything with the general manager, right? Like that's a bigger picture thing. And yeah, he probably deserves to go because he's put himself. And that's my point, right. About like, bring it, you know, you know, bringing these guys back. Right. And it isn't the, it isn't the four players on the ice, you know, as it is in Toronto, it's, it's the goaltending. It's just always has been the goaltending. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. All right. There you go. There's our, uh, check around some of the Canadian teams, specifically the ones that went head to head last night and the Edmonton Oilers, the Vancouver Canucks. Let's get into the games here today. We got 10 games ahead of us and you guys sent over a bunch of bets here. So let's get into all of those first and foremost. Let's start with the Montreal Canadian Tampa Bay lightning game here tonight, Montreal at home against the lightning plus plus one twenty eight. lightning, obviously coming off a back to back playing in Toronto last night. Go over to Montreal here, minus 136 here on the road. A total of six and a half coming in juice to the over, minus 120 as of right now. Uh, best price available. You see plus 115 on the flip side on the under six and a half there. Moretto, I'm going to you. Are we looking at a side or a total here with your uh, with your Canadians tonight against the Tampa Bay Lightning? Well, we know which side is the right side, but I'll leave that to Matt. Um, <laughs> I'll instead look at the total here. And uh, I, I like the over. It is, I mean, I, I told you guys this morning that uh, I liked it there at minus 120 quite a bit when it was a bit more widely available. It's not the most widely available now, so we can even track it, I guess, at minus 125. If you have access to that minus 120 or minus 125, definitely uh, good to play it at that. I would... I would play it a little bit smaller at minus 130, but nonetheless, I like this. I like this over quite a bit. Um, Habs offense, it's been above average this year. Just got Dvorak back. Obviously, doesn't move the needle a ton, but like just provides him a bit more scoring depth at least and a bit more uh, offense from that third line. And um, Lightning, you know, not generating a ton, but they have that elite scoring talent, which we just talked about for Vancouver. You know, I mean, a team that maybe doesn't generate a ton of chances, but they can convert their chances, and that's definitely something Tampa can mm -hmm. do. Um, you know, shooting a, a little over 10% on five on five. That's not, I don't think that's due for any regression. I think that's just down to the talent they have on that team. Um, both teams defensively are a bit of a mess to have getting worse and worse defensively right now uh, as the season kind of wears on here. You're going to have Tompkins in net for uh, for Tampa, which is just a clear fate for me. And uh, Jake Allen, who's coming a bit more back down to earth as well. So not the best goaltending matchup. Two teams that, you know, bleed chances against and uh, can generate enough offense themselves. I think, uh, you know, both teams getting to three here is very, very uh, attainable. And then beyond that, I think we can we can I think we can see a pretty high scoring game here for sure. Yeah, Slavkovsky uh, legacy game three plus. In yeah, I mean, look, one game on the first line and he's got one goal. I mean, obviously, uh, maybe should have been done a while ago. But nonetheless, I, I, I would be surprised if he had less than three points tonight. 
So 800, <laughs> 800 more games and he's right there with Gretzky. Yeah. Um, I like, I like the Habs tonight. I liked him a lot better last night when it was plus 135. Um, obviously um, people have sort of agreed with that. My cutoff was 120. So they're still available here at what, plus 128. It's getting a little dicey down with Pinnacle down at plus 123 and some of these numbers getting a little bit lower than that. So um, yeah, definitely, you know, shot for the best number, but you know, Alex covered it pretty well in, in his, in his analysis about the over and when I can kind of rely on Montreal to score, or at least the expectation that they're going to score, that's those are the games where I want to be backing Montreal, right? It's the games where, like, oh, man, this might be an under, kind of a grind-type game. It's like, kind of think Montreal might get shut out in this game. This is not that, right? Especially with the goaltending, you know, the downgrade. And I don't – listen, uh, Hansen just gave up six goals last night. You know, if this is a downgrade, God help the Tampa Bay Lightning. But, you know, I think it is. And and I think that wasn't initially priced in, you know, obviously second night of a back-to-back as well. Not that I think these, you know, you know, peak athletes in their in their 20s you know i think we sometimes overrate the back-to-back but it does i don't think that was necessarily priced in along with the goaltending element here so you know again i think the market probably agreed with me when it was plus 135 so um there's still a little bit left here with montreal and that's that's where i'm uh that's what i'm on and yeah there were even some uh some plus 160s at this time yesterday really really soft books that people decided to uh to bet into for some reason and really score the market yeah thanks everybody uh, And some, some incredibly low limits. So, yeah, but uh, here we are. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, there you go. Game game one on the schedule for tonight. And we got two best bets, so we locked those in. You can find those in the uh, in the bet stamp app uh, in the Find Better section as Edgework HQ. So make sure to check us out there. You can see all the picks from last season into this season, how we've been at throughout this point uh, this point in the year, as well as you can see our 2-0 day yesterday. You get notified every time picks go out as well. So make sure to check that out. But, I mean, guys, I'm just going to push on this again. We got about 70 people watching right now. There's 37 likes. What are we doing, it's guys? It's pretty simple math to me. Yeah. Like, Tighten I asked for 50. We got, we got 13, 13 more likes here. Like, just come on. Tap away, get us to 50 likes by the end of the stream. Just it does help the show. Don't make Zach Just swear again. Alex, give it a little tap. Zach swear and Alex is probably getting a divorce based on that. <laughs> so, like, throw, throw some guys some likes. Like, uh, please know. help a brother out. I, I had the uh, ex last night. That might be worse than the divorce and, you know, Zach's breaking. Oh. Like, this, is, this is a tough scene. I'm doing this for a good cause. I'm growing. I'm raising money for movember that's what i'm doing that's why i have this so sure. yeah it looked disgusting for for the show and uh entertainment purposes but also to raise money for a good cause that's what i'm doing Thank uh, you all right <laughs> trying my best uh all right let's go to another game here tonight uh with a team that i feel like we've gotten a little bit disgusting with in the past and that would be the st louis blues at home here tonight plus money against the Winnipeg Jets, plus 125 as of right now, a total currently sitting at six. You see some five and a halves across the board. If you're chopping around, you can even find some six and a halves out there. So very, uh, very wide range of outcomes here for the total on this one, but currently sitting plus 125 in the St. Louis Blues. Matt, what is your, uh, what's your look here in this one? How do you want, how are you trying to get involved in this game? Uh, well, I wasn't really trying to, but it just, it seems like the blues, uh, have become my team lately. No one's uh, trying to get into the blue games. <laughs> yeah, nobody's, nobody's, you know, dying to, but it does seem that they keep popping up here, uh, as a team that I'm betting on, as you referenced Saturday's almost sweet, um, of the board. Uh, I was on the blues against, uh, the Habs. Sorry, Alex, but you know, it's for the greater good. Um, got to you know, got to support the, uh, the brand here. You got to overcome um, Rob's losers, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I don't love that, like the market kind of going against me here, being into the Jets. But honestly, like maybe that's what just this is—is is that people liking the Jets? And I think I said this last week, or or at least one of these weeks here, where it's like I like the Jets before the season started, and the market just seems to be betting them kind of almost every game here. Not that I've been like super locked in and tracking every Jets game, but it does certainly seem like when I um, am on this show, it's like who are the Jets playing? Oh, I guess I'm going against them. Uh, part of that is just because like I'm not thrilled with Connor Hellebuck this season, right? And it's, and you know, that could be a lot better. Uh, at plus 125 here, that's certainly a bad, I have this down to plus 110 for the Blues who have won their last two games uh, for me. Uh, and the previous two games at the Avalanche, at the Canucks, losing those two games pretty handily, 
think you can excuse because I, you know, I don't know who's better right now between the Canucks and the, and the Avalanche. But uh, obviously, I'm saying that with uh, tongue firmly planted in cheek. Um, you know, they got they got a road win against the the Flames before that, so they won three out of their last five. They lost to the Jets back in Winnipeg. I think that game was a little bit closer than uh, the scoreboard necessarily entailed. Um, so yeah, at this price, as as I mean, listen, it might go a little bit a uh, little bit longer here as as people keep piling into the Jets. Uh, yeah, give me give me the Blues again. Let's see if we can make it three in a row uh, as Blues um, with a pretty good price. I don't think they were they weren't underdogs against the Habs, so I almost said as underdogs, but uh, yeah, it was it was short enough to point where it felt like we were getting underdog price. <laughs> well, all right, there you go. There's another best bet locked in here. Insight also bringing up uh, Robert Thomas, another former London Knights star in the show, another Aurora boy in the show. We uh, grew up playing hockey with him there, so. Yeah, there, there you go. A little uh, connection from the hometown into the NHL. There's, yeah. If you go to the Dairy Queen in Aurora, there's photos of him holding the Stanley Cup up there with his broken broken wrist at the time from that Tory Krug hit and all that stuff. That oh, happened. yeah. But, uh, Zach just turned into Ron McLean. Is now a teammate. Yeah, yeah I, I know. Did. I, did. <laughs> I did. I pulled a, a Ron McLean. We got to do this show from like somebody's rink in their backyard with, with Zach <laughs> with a toucan. And, uh, and, if we can and for pull some that reason, off hockey winter, gloves. He's wearing hockey yeah. gloves in somebody's backyard and holding the mic. Yeah. If we See how many tragically hit references he can get into uh, not, <laughs> into one monologue. They're not just hockey gloves; they're hockey gloves from like 1963. Just old leather. <laughs> I'm gonna script out the entire show for tomorrow and just have the most insane mapping of references from one to the other to the other, where he goes from like someone he knew back when he was eight years old that turned into someone working at a grocery store to someone passing away to a song title to the Oilers Canucks game. And it happens within 10 seconds. That's what I'm going to do for tomorrow. People show. are always so amazed that Ron, with, but anyways, yeah, yeah. People <laughs> are always so amazed that Ron has these like at, at his quote unquote fingertips every Saturday as if the guy working one day a week doesn't have time. to prepare Yeah. Well, it's like you also hop on the biggest broadcast in the entire country on Saturday night, and this just comes to you in the moment. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I might have six days to prepare this stuff, and an entire lifetime, yeah. by the way, of, of yeah. knowledge and whatnot. But anyway. All right, next game here. I'm going to throw this one out to both you guys because we have been predators all season long. I'm just going to get get it out of the way, but we've been predators all season long. I looked at the number last night. Obviously, it's moved now for, for into this morning, but I was thinking, eh, this one might be one we got to get on Nashville here. Kind of moved out of the way. I feel like maybe that's part of why this is something you sent over here this morning, Matt, but maybe Moreto can push back on it at all i'm interested to hear your thoughts but matt why did you like the flames here this morning honestly like most everything else just kind of a numbers play right the number has gotten below yeah. minus 130 minus 129 was the kind of you know target if you will and we are below that now um honestly it's not really that much more complicated than that i know we get you know you, you mentioned that we are quote unquote all predators like i haven't really been there with you guys outside of that the canucks fiasco of uh, of two weeks ago <laughs> that's that's right yeah we've gone through counseling and uh yeah maybe some electrotherapy you know that that sort of thing uh yeah honestly just uh, this is a flames team that listen i'm not really all that into either it's just kind of a matchup between two teams that are you know solid meh for me but um at, at such a low price for the for the home team here Obviously, the Flames coming off the win against the Kraken on the road. You know, scoring six goals for the Flames seems like something that is almost unheard of for them. Um, but for them to do it, maybe they found something here to, uh, um, you know, get the offense going here a little bit. And, and Nashville, uh, I think we've we've potentially maybe overrated Nashville a little bit. Um, so, yeah, and, and that may be why we're getting the price that we're getting here. So, yeah, I'm on the Flames as a small favorite here. Hi, uh, Moreto, before we go into it, are you uh, in opposition of this one? Just because I look like a predator. I mean, no, I do have a, I do have a small Preds bet, um, but at numbers that were available a bit more this morning. Again, not a big play, but like when it was in the plus 120 range. Um, I still lean that way, but I don't really love it at current. Nothing I'm dying to bet. For me, the Flames are just a pure stay away still right now. Like I just, they're just on my do not bet list until, I mean, I know they won on Saturday and, and, maybe they do start to right the ship all of a sudden but like i think we said the same thing about edmonton they won you know they won a game 
uh, last week. And I can't believe we're talking about Edmonton. Like they actually won a game last week, but like, you know, they won that outdoor game. McDavid came back and they beat the flames and it was like, okay, maybe now they just like figure things out. Having won since. So flames winning on, uh, on Saturday doesn't exactly, you know, take them off my do not bet list here. I have no interest in them, especially against a Preds team that has been playing very good hockey. They, I mean, their scoring has been an issue and now going up against Marsham, who's playing really well is, is not an ideal matchup for them, but like they are generating a ton and they're not giving up much and they're playing, you know, they're playing pretty good hockey. So I, uh, I am not joining Matt on this one. We have a, I guess a small head to head, but, uh, yeah, I, I, honestly, I guess maybe outside of the fact that the pricing has just gotten in the rich. And listen, looking at that board, right? I mean, more than half of those books are sort of outside the price range that I'm willing to back mm-hmm. uh, the Predators, right? But obviously, a pretty prominent book has kind of the best price. Um, I just look at the Predators. And again, it's kind of my, I don't want to say my new thing here, but this thing that I'm like kind of looking at where it's like, okay, they generate all these chances, but like, is this a team that I think can, you know, score and convert those chances at a league average rate? And I just don't see that with the Predators, right? And it's like, okay, if you're going to just be below average, you can be above average and expected goal share. But if you're going to be below average at conversion rate, and I look at the personnel and I just go like, what about that is going to turn around, right? Whereas I look at the Oilers and I go like, oh yeah, I can pretty easily find a path for the Oilers to turn around their high danger chance conversion rate. The Predators, it's like, yeah, man, like I'm, I'm really glad you're like working hard and you're being scrappy and at bigger underdog prices against maybe better teams. I'm looking to, you know, make that bet because i'm getting that price and you might be the better the better quote-unquote team on that night and maybe the puck goes in for you and maybe you know sorrows keeps the puck out it's just like you know when we get down to kind of 50 50 type pricing here on the road for a team that again against a pretty good goaltender it's like why Mm -hmm. would i expect the predators to have like a higher conversion rate than normal and i was like there isn't really any reason, right? So no, that's just, yeah, that's a perfectly okay. fair criticism, and that's been something the Preds have struggled with for a while. Their metrics haven't always been this good, but like even still, that's that's something they've always kind of struggled with, and yeah. uh, I think that's completely valid. But I do think you know we're at a point where we're like I agree with what you're saying, backing them at longer prices against you know because they'll always be in these games. I don't know if we're at a point in the market with the Predators where they're gonna be priced like that anymore. Well, just sure, because and- of, you know because of how they have been playing and because of how their metrics have been. So I think the, the yeah. ship has somewhat sailed, which That's is, you know, unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was saying, isn't that kind of the problem, right? Where it's yeah. like, well, they're just no longer bettable because they don't get good, you know, you're not getting good prices where it's like, honestly, that might be kind of a relief because then we just stop losing all, you know, money on betting <laughs> the team. That's what five and six on the money line this season. So, you know, I don't know. I haven't checked to see if they're profitable necessarily because of the plus money prices that they're getting, but like, you know, certainly hasn't felt like they've been all that profitable on games that, that uh, we've bet on, on, on them in Tuesdays. Yeah. All right. So we'll lock that one in under uh, minus 130 there for people looking uh, for that. That is the Flames money line. Minus 124, we'll track that on. And, you know, we've been Predators this year. We've bet on the Flames. And, you know, it's just an opportunity to learn from yesterday, live for today, hope for tomorrow. <laughs> the important thing is to not stop questioning. That is Einstein. Albert, that is. And tonight in Calgary, Alberta, we will have an opportunity to get answers to some of those questions. Well, I love a, it. National a, treasure. TikTok right that there. That the national treasure, everyone. Let's I get one of those hats with the flaps and the, and the thing. I don't even know what they're called. We, Just do know. the grapes point. Just do the grapes point to end it off. <laughs> All right. There you go. Uh, moving on. <laughs> uh, I had to try to f- fit one of those in. It felt, felt topical. felt like it was in the right moment, but just... Pulled good. up Albert Einstein quotes, and uh, <laughs> that was the first one I saw. <laughs> uh, all right, moving on here. Another pick locked in. Marta, we're going to go back to you on this next one. Uh, I'm going to take a look over to the New York Islanders game here tonight. You know, this is typically being these Wild Tuesdays, Kings Tuesdays. We don't have a Kings game tonight, so unfortunately, no bet on that. But we're looking at the Wilds game here. I was waiting for a wild bet to come in, but you're not really looking at the Minnesota wild side tonight here. Why, why is that? Yeah. I mean, this is, uh, I think the market has responded to the fact that Varlamov is going to be starting. We got the um, confirmation, not confirmation, but I think he's likely to be the starter. Now it's, it's trending that way uh, on the show, which I love because now we're just getting a better price on the Islanders. And to be honest, Varlamov has been fantastic this year. Obviously you prefer Sorokin at the end of the day, but like, 
Varlamov's numbers have been better, and he's just been the better goalie in this very, very small sample size of this season. So coming off back-to-back shutouts, maybe is he due for, like, an absolute shellacking? It's possible. But, like, hey, he's been he's been great. Three starts this year, um, over, you know, almost nine goals saved above expected. And uh, this is a wild team that I know, you know, we talked about adopting the new Wild Tuesdays. I think I made it clear from the start that I would never be a part of that because this is not a wild <laughs> team that I am high on. This is not a wild team that I like. Um, yeah. And this is a wild team I love to – I want to fade often this season. And I think this is a perfect spot for me to do it against the Islanders team that I do like, and I do like the way they play. And um, at home here, getting an even better price than I, you know, was willing to bet them at because of the fact that Varlamov's in net. Yeah, I think this is uh, this is a nice look. So we'll lock in the uh, the Islanders for a full unit here. All right. Islanders money line locked in. Matt, I know you're a big proponent for the Wild Tuesdays, but uh, any pushback on this one tonight? Uh, no, uh, the price is, is right for me. I just kind of wonder whenever backing the Islanders, right? Like it always kind of comes down to the argument about the goaltending and and them sort of being this team that's going to win sort of low scoring games, not give up much. It's like, shouldn't we just, anytime we like them, especially when they're kind of a favorite, shouldn't we just bet the under? You know I what mean, I mean? Like, yeah, it, yeah right. I, I, and, yeah. and it's like, we take out the element of like the Islanders actually having to score. Just, I don't know, just kind of thinking out loud there. Um, and it, you know, it certainly doesn't mean every game. I just kind of mean like, in you know, if they're, you know, a minus 170 favorite, then, you know, that's, that's obviously it's, not the case here. But like, like, you know, when oh. they're, yeah, when the price is better to bet the under than it is to bet the Islanders money line, I kind of think maybe just betting the under is the move. But uh, listen, the wild, the wild are not dependent though, no, because like look at i mean the islanders have played super low event games and you would think yeah under would make sense but like when you're i can see playing a wild team that have has been generating a lot but has been an absolute mess defensively and in net hmm. maybe like this is you know offensive explosion sort of game for the islanders because they are capable of scoring goals right so yeah i don't love the under here just I, and again that's not i agree I, I see the logic but i think matchup dependent as well because it's kind of impossible to play an under on a wild game right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, like I just sort of look at it and go like, the, I agree with the matchup dependent part, but yes, obviously like if, if the wild are a sieve, then that that's a bad matchup for, right. for, for the under, but it's just, yeah, I just look at it and I go, man, if I like the Islanders to win, I'm sitting down, I'm going to watch that game and I'm going to lay like minus 140, minus 130, something higher than that. I'm like I kind of really just, really just hoping they don't give up many goals. Right? Like that's, you know, because again, I'm not expecting them to win like a six-five game. You know, in overtime when they come back from down four-one, and their fans have given up on the entire season, and it's you know, there's a miracle comeback. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I see the point. And if this was like they were playing like Calgary or you know someone like that, I would definitely be looking that way. But yeah, yeah I think like wild games are averaging like some insane amounts. Like they're they're scoring a lot and they're giving up a ton of goals. It's just it's crazy right now. Uh, how bad they've been defensively. Like they just can't keep the puck out of their net. Fair point. All right, there you go. Another best bet locked in. Let's move on to another one here where we've got a double. You know how these go here on these Tuesday shows. They go well because we're going to back them with positive energy. That's what we need from the chat. That's what we will have here today. I'm sick and tired of all this shit about all oh, everyone's on one side here. It's not going to go well for us. Forget it. It's going to go well for us here tonight. We're looking at the Arizona Coyotes Seattle Kraken game tonight. Matt, talk to me. Why are we all Kraken tonight? Listen, the fundamental difference, Zachary, is last time, <laughs> two weeks ago, when we all were just piling in against the Vancouver Canucks, we forgot that we were going up against uh, Jack Adams. Honestly, <laughs> give him the award right now. Alex knows where I'm going Vesna, with this. Vesna, Norris, Heart, Rocket. This time, we are not going against a Jack Adams con- uh, candidate of current or past. We are on the side of the one true Jack <laughs> Adams winner from last season, even though he didn't necessarily win the award. That's the hack stall, and that's why we're going with the Kraken. No, honestly, fundamentally, what else is it, right? It's same sort of deal here. Price that I can get. My target price is minus 110. It's minus 105s. You know, again, there's a lot of minus 110s just sort of sitting there. I'd still make that bet at that at that point. Once you get into like the minus 115, minus 116 range, you're getting a little too rich for my blood here on a you know, Tuesday night where we're going to have, you know, somewhere between what, four or five, maybe six plays. Um, you know, pricing matters. Minus 105 is is good enough for me here on uh, Dave Hackstall's Kraken. 
All right, and there you go. Morello, I'm surprised I'll Alex is going up against his Coyotes. <laughs> I can't like I want to hear more about this. We've, I mean, we've come, we've come a long way on the Coyotes in the market. Uh, this is a team I thought I'd be betting often, and it's the adjustment has happened very quickly on them. So yeah, I mean, they've been playing well, but like their underlying metrics are kind of also aided by the fact that they have just throttled teams like Chicago and Anaheim. Um, I mean, look, I, I haven't watched every Arizona game this year, but I did watch that Montreal game. I thought they were very fortunate to kind of come away with a win in that one. Um, they haven't had a murderer's row of, you know, schedules yet. Uh, Bejmelka has struggled to save the puck and they can't even turn to him anymore. So now kind of like this is an Ingram, you know, if this is an Ingram game and this is kind of Ingram's net for the meantime was when uh, Bejmelka struggles. So like, Connor Ingram isn't exactly going to provide you great goaltending and, um, you know, PK has struggled. Like I just, I, I'm not, I'm not at a point where like the Kraken are still a better team and uh, I'm not even high on the Kraken, but like, yeah, this is um, for me, this is, I hope we get Grubauer. That's the one thing I'm kind of like the one reason I'd kind of wait and see, because I'm not sure if it'll be Decord or Grubauer for sure. But I right. mean, if we get Grubauer, then like, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely in here at this price. Um, and I'd still bet it now, even, you know, hoping for the good news, because I think if we do get a Grubauer confirmation, this will this will run a little bit towards the Kraken. All right, there you go. Uh, another best bet locked in, and this one, a double. And we're keeping positive vibes. Like, enough of the, oh, everyone's on the one side. It's not going to hit. No, 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 no. It's a double best bet. The numbers say it's good. We think it's good. The Edgework Show is on a heater. We're getting behind it, and you guys hit 50 likes here today. So thank you to everyone who did that. But you know what I'm going to do now, next time. I mean, if, you, if you're watching right now and you haven't hit like, hit the like button. But next time, tomorrow's show, 50 likes? No, 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 no. Like, we, we cleared that now. 75 tomorrow. That's the next mm -hmm. goal. So we'll keep pushing. We'll keep moving all along. Uh, but we have a couple more games here tonight. One more for sure best button bet. And then we'll close off with one that... I feel like you guys were waiting. For those of you who know Tuesdays and know Matt Russell, you, uh, you're waiting for one specific game. But before we get to that one, let's talk about the Colorado Avalanche, the New Jersey Devils. Colorado at home here tonight, minus 170. The Devils currently sitting plus 159. A total of six right now, just to the over on that one, minus 115. Matt, talk to me. What are you thinking about in this game? Where are we placing our bets tonight? I don't really understand. I, I, it's less about like what I think. It's kind of more about what you guys think here. Like, why are the Devils plus one fifty? In, in no, he sure no Hughes. Is it, like I guess that's yeah. I guess you're right. It's I guess that's big. yeah. I guess that's fair. Um, I just I know I look at this and I go Colorado. Just I don't know that they should be laying this much given some of the results that we've seen. I mean, I don't listen. I'm not going to overreact to losing seven to nothing. Um, on the weekend at the Golden Knights, who are obviously just, you know, basically unstoppable. But, you know, that's, what, three shutouts in their last four games? I mean, that's, that seems like something that you would want to sort of go against when it comes to, like, laying, like, a minus one... When minus 170 is kind of the best price for the a team... The factor? Is, yeah, well, yeah, I guess the do <laughs> factor is, you know, is, is deep into it here. But, listen, the Devils are deep enough that you know in a one game sample size against a team that's having you know trouble scoring right now um yeah i just kind of i just kind of like it at uh you know at, at the pinnacle port price here um figuratively and literally uh, at plus 159 here so uh, yeah i was really more with something that I, we wanted to discuss for a team that you know obviously colorado's reputation is what it is but like that's not gonna get you so far when you can't actually score goals lately yeah i don't know i think the um... I think the the loss of Heisher and Hughes is just. It's, I mean, you're, you're moving to a point where you're at like Mike McLeod as your you know one C um, <laughs> and Eric Halla. Like it's just it's kind of tough yeah. to yeah. to trust that. And I don't know how they're gonna. I mean, like this the Devils a team that like is always like you know sixty percent expected goal share and always like controls their run of play at five on five and is known to just dominate teams. You take out two of their best players in that, and all of a sudden you got guys like Brat and. Foley and uh you know and those wingers that are pretty reliant on that great play down the middle that they don't okay. they don't have that all of a sudden now against an av team that you know i mean is pretty deep down the middle with mckinnon johansson's playing well ross colton so i don't know i think it's kind of a tough tough time for them to go into to colorado just without those two guys 
Yeah, fair enough. Uh, not a bet that I had made, just one that, you know, looked interesting to me just based on the fact that, uh, you know, again, obviously, it's honestly would be less about the Devils. I mean, obviously, there's an element to the Devils where because it's like, yeah, I think that's their deep team structure, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But it's like you look at an Avalanche team that, again, has been shut out in three of their last four games. And you're like, it's more like I really don't want to be laying that kind of a price with Colorado yeah. versus yeah Minnesota and I'm not advocating betting Colorado here either that's not no like, oh, definitely oh not advocating God, for that no. either no. yeah <laughs> but um it's like we talk about it in football too where like and you know you don't hear about it as much in hockey but like football you have like two or three big injuries but they're all the same position you that cluster of yeah like, you know now all of a sudden like it's like when you're losing two guys up front yeah. you can absorb that but when they're both centermen I mean, if they're both yeah. wingers, okay, maybe if they're both centermen, like that's just, that's tough. That's really yeah, tough. Yeah, that's a good point. And a good point as far as like the the effect that it has on the other players around them, right? And that yeah. Obviously is the, the nature of the centerman position. So fair, fair points. Yeah. Let's leave it off the board. So are we take it off the board? We're not, no bet Keep here. Going. No bet. No bet. No bet. Just <laughs> worth discussion, worth a discussion. That's yeah, all. Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, there you go. So we'll move on from that one. But uh, Matt's. You know, people have been waiting. They waited the entire time. And as Ralph Waldo Emerson would say, do not go where the path may lead. Go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. And a trail you may leave if you are the one to be betting on the San Jose Sharks tonight. Take us inside the tank. Is that where you will be placing your bets? Well, Zach, I can see you're lying back in the satin dress in a room where you do what you don't confess. Sundown, you better take care. If I find you've been creeping round my back stairs. That's not me. That's the legend Gordon Lightfoot. And we're going to want to tread lightly underfoot when we go disgusting brothers style. Oh, no. The disgusting brothers. Don't, don't call us that. We're going to confess that I kind of like the Sharks tonight. Yeah, oh. this is a thing that's happening. Get into it or get on out. Um, listen, is 0-10 great? No, okay? 0-11. 0-11, whatever. Okay. At this point, it doesn't matter. Right? Zach and I are wondering, maybe they go uh, winless the entire season. Would, oh, that be, would that be objectively awesome? Yeah, it absolutely kind would. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> Not even kind of. It absolutely would. Uh, giving up 10 goals in back-to-back games, is that something that we should be really interested in? No, probably not. But that's the point, right? And the point here is, and I give this advice when I talk about football, it's like when you see a point spread, and you look at that point spread and you go, man, there, how is this one team not covering this game? And everybody piles into the same point spread. The important thing to remember is that the point spread is created because it is basically a 50-50 shot, right? Like that is the great equalizer. So every time you look at a point spread, rem- remind yourself that there's a 50% chance of this happening and a 50% chance of that happening. And that can kind of ground you in the idea that like maybe this one bet isn't just necessarily like the easiest thing in the world. So when you look at it, Zach and I were talking about this off air, and the Sharks are what plus one sixty, right? What's the best price? Yeah, one sixty-eight. Yeah, right one one sixty-eight. And we're like, we're looking at that price, and we're like, is that enough? <laughs> like, and, and and the thing to remind yourself is, is like, if it wasn't enough everybody would just be piling in here on the flyers and we would all like get rich, right? Like this is not only is it not a, you know, is it a fair price? It's beneficial on the sharks because what did we expect at the start of the season? The sharks <laughs> to be bad. We expected the sharks to be the worst team in the league. Now have they absolutely like hit that level and more sure because of the 10, one losses, sorry, 10, one and 10, two, I should, you know, I should give them credit for that second goal. That's clearly the, the basis of this handicap, but let me read you the teams that they've played here. And I think this is where things get, I don't know, somewhat palatable. The golden Knights, the avalanche, the hurricanes, the Bruins, Alex's predators in Nashville at Florida, at Tampa Bay, at Carolina, at the capitals, and then the Canucks and the penguins. There's kind of not a garbage team in there outside of the Capitals to be found. Penguins. But yeah, I hear your point. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's that's an Alex Moreto garbage, you know, squad. And, you know, I think Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin would probably get, you know, um, offended by that. 
So the point is, is like none of those teams have been a home game against a team that was rated, what, sixth worst in the league, right underneath Arizona, right underneath St. Louis. And yeah, like the Philadelphia Flyers have played a lot better in the small sample size that we have seen from them. But this <laughs> number probably should be. It's common. It's common. <laughs> It's true. I'm lost. I'm like, well, what do we do? Uh, we get we get super uh, well, weird. Well, this here. team's in California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why Sundown is the uh, is the name of the Gordon Lightfoot song because uh, we're creeping around the back stairs here. Uh, honestly, again, I don't know when the Sharks are supposed to win uh, a game, but at home against you know this is honestly the best opportunity to win a game. So as much as like the O and uh, you know eleven. I almost said 0 and 10 again, maybe because 10 is such a prominent number in the, in their history. It's like, I don't think it's happening against the Oilers because, again, the Oilers can at least create chances. Then it's up to the Connor McDavid, you know, dry sidles of the world to actually convert those. And then it's, you know, Golden Knights. I mean, maybe the road against the Ducks, I think Panthers, Blues, and then they go on the road again, the crack, Canucks in the Kraken. Again, this is just the worst team that they've played so far, basically, this season. I mean, I guess you could make the case that the Capitals were, but like they were playing the Capitals on the road. So I honestly I'm gonna push back. I'm gonna push back because I think the Flyers are actually playing very good hockey right now. I, and, and I never said that they were I said that they were. I said they absolutely well, at least they started the season playing really, really good hockey. And now that's you know, maybe come back down to earth a little bit here. This is, you know, again, this is a team that just lost five nothing to the Kings. I realize that the Kings are an absolute wagon, great hockey team. Um Our Kings. Yeah, but this t- this team, the, the Flyers are still like a high variance type of a team here, right? And again, from a rating standpoint, the Sharks are already rated the absolute worst. It has gotten rock bottom style here, right? Like this is one of those where you would look at the point spread in a football game and just be like, we have reached the bottom of the market with the Sharks. And maybe we haven't. Maybe there is a deeper, deeper place to go, but like plus 160 at home against the Flyers or against any team that was sort of preseason rated in that like bottom five, bottom six of the league. Like, I shouldn't say has to be, you know, the bottom of the the rating here. Like, it's got to be pretty close, right? So, yeah, at plus 160, not a penny less. Yeah, we're getting disgusting here. I'm washing my hands of this. I have no, I have no part of this. I am not on this. I cannot. <laughs> I wouldn't bet the sharks with my worst enemy's money right now. Um, it's so squarish, and it just feels like. But like I, I could absolutely get talked into a Flyers minus one and a half, and I'm just, I'm not going to bet. I'm just going to say I don't want it. I don't even. I don't want to ruin my night by even having to look at this game or pay attention oh, to this game. But like, I am not watching one second. Well, you're going to be checking the score, and I'm no. not even going to check the score. Hell no! I'm no. washing I'm my hands be, of this. Completely. I am going to be in bed asleep by the well before puck drop. Well, I shouldn't say well before puck drops. Ten, you know, assuming puck drops around ten thirty-five. I'm pro- like, I am not watching one second of this. I'm going to wake up tomorrow and be like, oh, they lost six to two. Okay, because <sighs> you know what? It's one bet, but. At this price against this team and this setup and where the market is on the Sharks, like, you don't have to do it. I like, will. Okay, here. I'm here's supposed a, here's a fun to. Exercise. Here's You're a fun exercise. To do it. I will bet the Sharks tonight if you can name me two guys that play no. defense for them. <laughs> no, but, but honestly, that's the case for like 90% of the league. So that's not saying much. <laughs> that's a, but that's the point, right? Is because when you're too close to it, and you if you sit oh through God. those ten to one, ten to two games, and you're too close to it, and you look and you evaluate, you got your scouting reports for every player on every on every team, you blind yourself by like the sort of technical elements to it, right? And this is a team that like again they're by far the worst team in the league but like are they that much worse than chicago they have a better expected goal share <laughs> this is the heat check this is who's about to pull check. that one up. <laughs> you're right this is an absolute is heat, heat check. check i'm i'm coming in for like a five minute like dance tomorrow on tomorrow's show if honestly i wish they were playing someone different because i would maybe but, be able to get like i know what we're saying <laughs> about how bad the flyers technically are like how bad they were supposed to be coming into the year and this and that. And again, small sample size to start the season, but like there's a decent amount to like about this team. And I think the whole thing about the flyers being, being garbage and stuff was like down to the fact that they're actively saying they're going to sell off whoever they can and whatever. So like until that starts happening, I'm not like, 
I'm kind of looking to bet this team. And I mean, how many teams are going to be laying minus 180 in this spot? Most in the NHL right now would probably be the same price in this spot. So based on how the Flyers are playing, Flyers who have also played a pretty tough schedule and have played like very impressive games against the likes of like, you know, Vancouver, um, Edmonton, Dallas, Vegas. Like they've also had a pretty tough schedule and their expected goal share remains very high. So it's I think not as high as it used to be, which means it has come down in the it's last. It's come down a little bit. It's come and down so if, a little if bit. I, if I, listen, again, <laughs> conceptually speaking, like betting 101 chapter one, like the idea that a team who everybody thought was going to be kind of like fifth or sixth worst, worst in the league comes out and in a small sample size creates this belief in the market in them to the point where maybe their pricing is a little too high. Like, that's something I want to be involved in. Whereas like Edmonton, on the other hand, like we've seen Edmonton's rating drop to the point where last night they were what, minus 110? You could get some minus 105 against the Canucks when three weeks ago they were minus 160. So the mm-hmm. so on, on Thursday, it doesn't really apply because the Oilers rating has dropped to the point where like the Oilers are a team that I would lay a, you know, a significant price on because you're, you know, like again, they're a better quality team and the small sample size has brought their rating down. In this case, the, the small sample size has brought the Flyers rating up and obviously losing 10 to one and 10 to two for the, with the Sharks. And obviously the losing 11 straight games here, like this is a, still a team that you know went to overtime, was it against Colorado, something like that? Like they're still professional hockey players. I mean, most of them at least. Uh, you know, again, from a rating standpoint, one team I think right now, Flyers is overrated, one team, is awful but is probably at the absolute bottom of their rating and so therefore like just betting 101 it's like i just kind of have to grin and bear it and the best part is this game starts at 10 30 eastern time and so i don't actually have to watch it i can just treat it as a commodity and like if i take a one unit loss on this play like i will be fine with that it's just a play that needs to be made right. over the course of ten thousand bets because honestly i i I know why there's an edge. There is a big edge. I know why that edge exists, and I just have to play it. And again, because I'm not sitting there watching all of these games, like I'm going to watch Maction tonight, and then I'm going to go to bed, and I'm never going to think about this game until tomorrow morning, and like maybe even a good hour or two into my morning tomorrow, probably around 10:30 when I realize that I need to swoop in on Edgework Wednesday and like and do a victory lap. And of course, if they <laughs> lose six to two, we never talk about this again because I'm pretty sure that's how this works. Yeah, this is uh this is the definition <laughs> of bet numbers not teams right like that's that's Absolutely. basically what this boils down to and Plug your i nose. get it i think yeah i i just i have no interest i have less than no interest i i couldn't couldn't possibly do it i after betting the under against vancouver last week and watching vancouver score 10 goals basically in the first period i'm like yeah no i'm out I'm completely this is out. like when tom's Wams tom Wamsgans got sold out by uh cousin greg here i am yeah, well, so disappointed. It's it's locked in. I mean, I, I I tracked it there. I see a comment Jordan Mosel bringing up. We all know the Sharks' first win will come against the Leafs. This is what I was thinking as well. I they looked have a it up. Back in January. Yeah, yeah, I was I looking I was it up. I was talking about that with my friend last night. They have a back to back in January. The Sharks win one, if not both, those as like plus four fifty dogs. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Like. Yeah, a hundred percent. There is, there is. I will be sharks minus one and a half in in those games again. Like those will be uh, just an absolute joy to bet. Just uh, why is that a home day. and home? Could we find a more messed up home and home? No, it makes no sense. Sleeps? It makes yeah, no sense. It, they go on that western road trip from uh, January. I'm just looking at it right now, so I know I'm they go yeah. January second, L.A third anaheim sixth san jose then they come back here and then they play san jose three days later on the ninth yeah so like, and, the, and san jose comes home, up but like kind of. montreal and ottawa and buffalo and that whole second yeah whole yeah just bizarre anyway all right well another disgusting pick locked in there and uh, arguably the, the most tragedy. disgusting well yes you know probably more than anything else i just want everybody every tuesday from now on to just treat every other disgusting brothers pick like oh well at least it wasn't the sharks that one time you know, if that's all that we get out of this, it's just like, ah, oh, well, you know what? At least it wasn't the Sharks that one time. Then well, all of this is worth it. Fair enough. Well, 
The human tragedy consists in the necessity of living with the consequences under pressure. And under pressure, we will be tonight as we have laid this just disgusting pick with the San Jose Sharks. So, uh, yeah, there's the end of my quotes for today. I've had enough of that. It's not as fun as I thought it would I be. Can, <laughs> I can picture every move that a man could make. Getting lost in her loving is your first mistake. And, you guys uh, just Googling quotes during the show? <laughs> you guys are going on these heater rants. I have a little bit of time <laughs> yeah. to try to find something. Oh, man. Uh, all right. I love it. Let's recap the picks for tonight here. If you do want to track them and see how we do uh, throughout the coast, uh, course of the season you can find that in the bet stamp app in the find better section as edgework hq so make sure to go over there track all of our picks and see how we're doing but for tonight let's get into it here first and foremost montreal canadians money line uh, plus 128 full unit there the over six and a half between the habs and the lightning full unit on that one as well and we're going to the islanders game minus 118 that one has moved against us a little bit we're seeing minus 110 there now uh, but we did go a full unit on that uh, and then we're looking at St. Louis Blues money line plus 125 full unit Calgary Flames minus 124 against the Nashville Predators full unit there as well Seattle Kraken minus 104 against the Arizona Coyotes full unit as well and finally the pick you all waited for you waited all 75 of you through the end of the show we went a long show here and everyone stuck through to the end uh, a lot of people hit that like button so I do appreciate you all but the San Jose Sharks nonetheless against the Philadelphia Flyers plus 167 a full a full unit <laughs> a full unit on that one uh there's our picks for tonight again you can track these in the bet stamp app in the find better section as edgework HQ see all the picks we've given out this year see how we've done and see if we can uh See if we can figure out our way through another successful night here ahead of us. The heat check. The heat check. <laughs> the heat check. Yeah. Uh, as Insight says, our greatest weakness lies in giving up. The most certain way to succeed is always to just try try just one more time. There you go. I mean, yeah. Miley like Cyrus. Came <laughs> Miley Cyrus. Really good pull. All right. Well, thank you to everyone who tuned in here today. Uh, do appreciate it. As Jeremy says, you come for the hockey, you stay for the philosophy. That's what it is all about. You walk away from here. I actually was going to say smarter. I don't think you walk away from the smarter, but maybe no. you walk away with some more money in your pocket. You definitely so. walk away from here. <laughs> yes. Thank you to everyone who tuned in here today. I really appreciate the support. Appreciate you guys hitting that like button. If you listen back on podcasts after, make sure to subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. Help support the show. Help us do more content. Maybe we can get uh, some type of watch along cooking on here at some point in the next little while. But more content is able to come the more you guys support this channel. So we do appreciate that. Matt, Moretto, thank you guys so much for taking the time here to do this this morning. Run through this full slate, give out best bets, and break down the gong show that is Canadian hockey specifically with the Edmonton Oilers. And then on the flip side, the shining light that is the Vancouver Canucks out there going to sweep all the awards for this season. But thanks to everyone who tuned in. Appreciate it. Enjoy the games tonight. Good luck on your bets. We'll see you guys back here t tomorrow morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern time. Let's have a day.